you're an Episcopalian and you find yourself in a part of the world where there's a lot of Baptists and those Baptists love the King James Bible, you can just remind them yeah. that their favorite version of the Bible was commissioned by a gay Episcopalian. Welcome to the And Also With Y'all podcast. My name is James Franklin, your host, and I'm here today with Caleb Tabor. Hi there. <laughs> so, um, Caleb, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, your, what your ministry context is, uh, who you are, a little bit, you know, where you're from, yeah. who, who your people is. My people. Mm. Oh, my people are all God's children. <laughs> Um, I'm from Amen. North Carolina originally. Right now, I'm working at uh, the Cheshire House in Raleigh, so that's campus ministry for the different colleges and universities in Raleigh, with the exception of Saint uh, Saint Augs, which has its own chaplain. So, no need to overlap there. Yeah. So, ministry in a few in a few contexts. Um, yeah, a number of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and my most recent call that I'm coming out of my last Sunday was actually this past week is St. Cyprian's Episcopal Church up in Oxford, which was is a historically African-American congregation that's now about 45% black, 45% Latino, about 10% white, and all the services are done bilingually. So I'm used to working in, uh, let's say, unique contexts, um, but I'm pretty sociable and flexible, so, you know, I can make it work. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're from Eflind. That's right, Eflin, not Elfland. I, I just for the longest time, yeah. I would just drive. I would drive by on I forty or eighty five or whatever it is when they merge, and and thought it was Elfland. Yeah, like no I, elves. Not, I imagined elves. like you know Tolkien, like you know, <laughs> this is where the elves live, uh, yeah. the, the woodland. Well, there are lots of woodlands. <laughs> lots of woodlands. No elves, only cows. Yeah. And uh, when I was living there, there was at least one fairy. So. <laughs> at least, at least one. At least one. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, what can I say? That's why I became a priest. Speaking of uh, Eflin, we are in uh, we are in Burlington. We're recording this at Holy Comforter, Burlington. Rainy day. There's a apparently tornadoes heading this way, so we're. We'll keep it short. Well, yeah. Should know we're braving the elements. Right. I I could be driving home to like go hunker down in the safety of my home, but I'm going to be driving back in my car. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. uh, Worth it. Worth it. Totally (laughs) worth it. We're to judge that one, but yeah, we're going to do our best to make it worth it. You know, we're we're doing this new thing called a podcast. Yeah, it's this new Is deal. Tide pods? It's 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 cutting Is edge. That, oh. It's only been around a couple years. Yeah, like people are just now getting into it. Mm. Um, and we thought we thought as a diocese we do this like new and revolutionary thing, right? Mm. Um, of uh, speaking into a microphone and oh, wow. and people like but not waiting for like twenty years after everyone else does it, like mm. you know within a five year time frame. Right. Wow. Right. I mean, we are on. The, we are. I love it. We are on the cutting. <laughs> edge right now yes um so yeah so we're here in is this salamance county this is alamance county County, yeah Yeah. where and you grew up in in orange county oh in okay okay yes right yeah Yeah, i lived in Mevin for a while there we go yeah yeah Yeah. so you know i have and i went to eglon which is also in alamance county so Mm -hmm. uh, alamance county and i go way back yeah i like it alamance county sounds like something out of like a uh like a Mm. tennessee williams thing it is this is 
I think you gotta like draw the like the the vowels out now, like Alamance, Alamance County. Yeah, yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. Speak. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beat faster. Caleb, be yourself. You know, God, God loves your whole self. Yes. Bring it. Bring it out. Yes. Yes. Good. That's what we want. Um, so, uh, so now you were, you were ordained a priest uh, when? It was uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah, I was yeah. ordained a deacon yes. and a priest in 2015. I was also Great. married in 2015. So I was yes. ordained twice and married once. A lot of vows being said that year. Uh, there were a lot of vows. That's, that's yes. a lot of... Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of covenant and promises. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Next, you know, I was really happy the next year I didn't have to promise anybody anything. <laughs> I didn't pay my taxes. There we go. That felt too obligatory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IRS, if you're listening, uh, he totally did. I did. I have it on good word. An accountant, he would never, ever, ever let me ever do something like that. Hey, married filing, filing jointly. There we go. Yeah, that's what mm. we did. Mm. The, for the first time legally, we could do that. Brilliant. Because 2015 was the year that was legalized. Mm. Thank you, thank you, Congress. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Congress doesn't do anything anymore. Oh God. Let's. For all of our listeners of, of our varying uh, political backgrounds. Oh, that was a bipartisan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Congress is filled with all of them. They, uh, yeah. They just kind of sit. Yeah, we won't even say what happened yesterday. So. Um, I don't think much did happen. I think that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, sir. So, so here we are in Alamance, Alamance, and uh, yeah. So let's talk ministry and and uh, young adult ministry. I mean, you're you are an expert in campus and young adult ministry. I'm an expert because you've, in young adult ministry yes. by virtue of being a young adult being and one. being a minister. Heck yeah! Like it makes you an expert. It does. It's like if Jane Goodall could interview the chimpanzees. That's. What would they have said? <laughs> what would they? She has a very gentle touch when she's picking the you know the, yeah, the, like, the oh, pieces like of you. scalp out of. You're one yeah. of the good ones. I think that's what they would say to her. Yeah. yeah. You love us well. Yeah. Right. This, so, which is, you know, which is what one hopes as a minister, um, one's congregation says. Right. Uh, you love us well. They. Yeah. They treat us like the beloved person that we are. So, yeah, that's it. And it, yeah. so one of the things I've noticed yeah. in working with young adults and like campus stuff so far is, um, well, I mean, the, in the congregation I was at before, we had a pretty wide age range of people. Mm-hmm. So working with young adults and people who are in campus context would have been really new. Sure. But it's, it's new for me in terms of this being my primary focus. And when I was in camp- college and I was, I was really involved in campus ministry, and that's how I actually came uh, to religion more broadly, and then to the Episcopal Church specifically was through campus ministry. That's how you discovered the Episcopal Church. Was, it is, yeah. Really? Was it was it the Leaf, the it was Lutherans, Leaf, and they just Episcopal Leaf. area? Yeah. And I was working for the Office of Religious. So Lord. what does Leaf stand for? Leaf stands for Lutherans, Episcopalians, and Friends. But that Friends is not Quakers. It's just you know Friends like Hyatt. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, Important distinction, but is. but Friends are also welcome. Friends are also Quakers. Welcome. Yeah. yeah right. Friends are yeah. also welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a job with the Office of Religious Life, and my job was uh, coordinating 
on-campus worship. So I had to do the multi-faith service that yeah. we did every week, which yeah. I was actually really enjoyed. Yeah. And the other aspect of it was I had help different groups on campus um, make sure that they had everything that they needed for their, their services, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure Hillel had everything it needed in Catholic campus ministries mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So LEAF was just starting up as like kind of a movement from the students and then also sponsored by the, um, I think it's Macedonia Lutheran Church in Burlington and Holy Comforter right here. Oh, nice. And um, I remember setting up for this thing and I was like, God Almighty, they needed so much crap. I was like, I put up all these candles, they need all these like leaflets and stuff. And yeah. I was like, you know what? You know what? I have been here for so long setting this up. I'm going to see what these pretentious people actually do with this thing. <laughs> and that was my first exposure to um, Episcopalian worship. We, yeah, we have a, obviously it stuck. Yeah, we, we have a lot of uh, accessories. We do. What is, you know, the thing about that is, um, so do I. The accoutrements. Um, and I, God knows I love to accessorize. <laughs> and that was when uh, I was like, okay, you know, this might be for me, actually. So We get some fancy duds. I love those. Yeah. yeah. And they have, you have to make sure they match. A cope and a Beretta? What are those? Yeah, not doing the Beretta, though. No, nope. <laughs> too much. No, that's it. Yeah. Too far, okay. Mm. Then you want to take it off. That's your line. That's why it's, I'll never it's, be a bishop. Okay, yeah. I'm not wearing a miter. No miters for you? They haven't okay. been hairspray strong enough yet. Yeah. Hey, important <laughs> things. So anyway, that's how I came to it. But yeah, and I, so I, yeah, I, I derailed yeah. you from your uh, no, I original... Myself, no, 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 no. And so that's how I came to it, and... Uh, it just kind of grew from there. But one of the things I have noticed is this massive sense of anxiety. Mm. And there, I just have to like go out and like be a prophet for a moment. There's no like preach like fun activity that we can do. Mm-hmm. There is no um, single discussion event or anything like that that's going to be shining and catch everybody's eye that we can do mm. that's going to help this issue with anxiety yeah. and feeling spread too thin and feeling very insecure mm. and uncertain about both the present and the future. Because mm. you're looking at people who are staring at a, at a dysfunctional government, whether they're conservative, liberal, or don't know what they are, they know it's not functioning yeah. because they can pay attention. Uh, they're looking at all kinds of social dysfunction on the rise along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, increased situations of hate crimes and violence and, and uh, partisanship and division. They're looking at things like the degradation of the environment and no one, absolutely no one doing anything yeah. about it. And some people just trying to pretend like it's not there. Mm-hmm. So um, they're looking at all those things. And then on top of that, it costs so much money <clears throat> to go to school yeah. that you have gone ahead and yep. sold off a good portion of your life to pay back the thing that they told you you have to have. And when you graduate, you're not even guaranteed a job anymore. Right. So you, you spent all this money and sometimes you're, you're looking at moving back in with your parents right. or moving in with six other people when yeah. you'd rather maybe just live with like one other person. Yes. And the thing about it is that is a, a deeply existential issue yeah. that is not their fault, yeah. but it has become their problem. Burden. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That's a lot of that's a lot of anxiety. Both internalized, externalized. It's all that, that is going to fix that in terms of like, you know, I mean if we 
you know, just went to like a, a particular kind of service at church or if, you know, I, I made it super relaxed or I made it super formal. Right. But what, the, what the, 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 the crux of what it seems like ministry is these days is knowing the difference when Jesus says that you're supposed to take up your cross and follow mm. him and then also holding that mm. in a, in a, in a, in a wisdom, spiritual tension with come unto me, all ye who are weary mm. and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. What I have noticed at state specifically, because that is where I've been talking to people and then also um, working with young adults back when I was in Oxford, there are already more burdens than most people can handle outside of church mm. and I'm not saying we're not supposed to challenge people right. I'm not saying that we're not supposed to like help them grow and I'm not saying that that the gospel is always supposed to be an easy thing to do mm. but we are living in the come unto me all ye who are weary and heavy laden I will give you rest time mm. Mm. and that is what every ministry has to be especially for campus, campus and young adults yeah absolutely yeah. and everything that we do there I think has to foster that sense of not only is it okay here, and mm. not only are you okay here, just you're okay. Right. God loves you. Mm. You are to love others and love yourself and the rest of creation. You're supposed to take care of it. Mm. Uh, and find a way to equip them to take that with them when they go on about their daily lives. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we talk a lot about uh, becoming beloved community in, you know, in the church. Yeah. And... For my experience, campus ministry has been a kind of a trial ground yeah. for, all right, if we're going to become a beloved community, let's talk about what that means. Yeah. Let's, let's model that now and yeah. let's, let, let's practice. Yeah. yeah let's, so, well, I mean, the, the basic, let's do that here. Like the basic steps mm-hmm. starting for beloved community, yeah. and I don't mean to get like too complicated with it, but like the basic Get complicated just, with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, be together. Yeah. And care about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's step number one. Literally everything else is something that you can kind of do, you know, over the course of time as it organically, as it organically builds up. And one of the things that I really um, find is is interesting is needing to make sure that you make room for, uh, in all the strategic plans and in all the things you're doing, room for the Holy Spirit to speak to people and and move in people's lives. So you have to have a certain level of like flexibility and you have to have a certain level of, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, where you just kind of do things because it comes up, right? Oh, yeah. Like you have to be, shooting, shooting from the hip, yeah, like okay, yeah, there yeah. we go. That's and, that's yeah. a much better metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah analogy. I don't, uh, I don't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Violent. No, uh, no, we're not endorsing guns. No, we're not. No. Um, but you also didn't say what you were shooting. It could have been a smart bottle. We can edit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to edit. Actually, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to. It's staying in. Okay. Um. Yeah. So doing that and then realizing that like. You know, the gospel is supposed to be something that's joyful. Yeah. And there are, there's a season to everything. There's a season for solemnity and there's a season for joy. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out how to integrate those things together. Yeah. We can have a contemplative service where mm-hmm. we arm you with some practices to do. Absolutely. But at the same time, we're going to preach some truth yes. into the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you some gospel truth. Absolutely. And here is the truth of, of who Jesus was, is, and is to come. And yeah. that is someone who um, loves you deeply 
and yes. loves you for who you are, not mm-hmm. who you're, who you think you're supposed to become, exactly. or who your peers tell you you need to be, right. or who your faculty at school is saying you need mm-hmm. to be, and and the and the price tag on how much you need to make, and, and the, yeah, tie up all your self worth and all that. But here is Jesus. Rubbish, yes. Here's the thing. Yeah. Jesus loves you for who you are, even if you don't know who you are. Oh, amen. So part of this, y'all, Mike, uh, y'all, y'all, Caleb just dropped the mic. I mean, I he just like it, it was a that was mic drop. There it is. Yes, um, but let's pick it back up. <clears throat> yes, um, absolutely. Love you for who you are, even if you don't know who you are. And yeah. part of part of getting to mm. to know God and love God yeah. is learning who it is that God loves. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Um, do you do you know uh, Nadia Bolsweber? You, you know who she is, Personally, right? Yeah. We have tea every Wednesday. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's lovely, yeah. right? She's uh, really yes. Snarky and very yeah. Funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's yeah, she's got, she's sassy. She um, is. Yes. Um, so uh, um, I, I heard her speak at uh, Wild Goose a couple years ago, and um, is that fun or never been? Oh, it's so fun. Is it? Oh, is it, is it really crunchy? It's it's crunchy, but it's also I mean it's it's the intersection of of uh, Theology and music and arts and social uh, justice. Okay, so it's like Woodstock for church. It's Woodstock for church. Right, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You don't have to stay in a tent. There is glamping where they yeah. set up tent. They set up like everything for you. This always surprises people. I can be astonishingly rustic when I want to be. Hey, I wasn't assuming anything. I'm from okay. I know you grew up in the woods with elves, I and see, you, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you can handle yourself. Elf cows and <laughs> Great. Well, let's go. I'm going this summer. Yeah, uh, um, anyway, so yeah, so Nadia yeah. Bolsweber is yeah. there, and she says, "You will never be your perfect self." No. And then she says, "God loves your actual self." Yes. Like not yes. who you are trying to become, but God loves you right now. Like right. as, as you are. Yes. It's a question and, of being and becoming and yeah. realizing that God loves yeah. who you are and God loves who you will become one day. Yes. But like, that's the point yeah. of, it's mm-hmm. like great. Like grace has always been a thing like in the kind of Baptist and Pentecostal background that I come from. I never really bought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually secular until I went to college. Yeah. So, um, but the way they talk about grace is always this kind of this ominous thing. It's like God loves you. There's nothing you can do to earn God's love. And if you hadn't heard mm. the you know gospel is preached in this particular congregation, you're going to hell. It's another way of saying that. Mm. Um, but like grace is actually something beautiful, mm. and grace is something that can give you strength because grace is saying that unlike pretty much any person you'll ever meet, mm. you don't have to do or be anything for God to love you. Yeah. All you have to do and be really is exist who else on this planet tells you that yeah maybe your parents maybe 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 and not everybody has not everybody no yeah in fact some people have their relationship with their parents separate because their parents have decided that Mm. uh god doesn't really love their children and they don't have to anymore either makes it hard to love uh to to understand the love of a god when you know who our chief metaphor for that God is, is like a parent mm-hmm. and when their Absolutely. own earthly parents are Absolutely. So like the terrible really, human beings. Yeah. So if you, you know, yeah. you can think about it that way. Um, yeah. But there God is so many other things. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cause God is kind of beyond all those things. Yeah. Uh, while encompassing them at the same time. So yeah. One of the big, like kind of, anxiety relieving things about Christianity is yeah. it gives you permission to just be. Right. And when you 
get to tell people that mm. with or without a collar, just like because mm-hmm. you because you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. When we get to tell people that, isn't it amazing to like watch that stress and that anxiety kind of yes. melt? It's a miracle. Off. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that something other than all the ways in which the world tries to commodify a human person breaks through layers upon layers upon layers of crap yeah. and lets some light shine in. Mm. Amen. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> there's a book, um, Theology for a Troubled Believer, Diogenes Allen. I think I said his name yeah. right. Di- oh, Diogenes. Diogenes. He's a Greek philosopher that I love and we'll talk about some other time. Sweet. That's another podcasting session for another time. <laughs> but yes, let's talk about old, old, good old Diogenes. Diogenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess I did say his name right. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, in his book, he says... Uh, you know, he uses uh, Luke 15 as this primary metaphor of lost things, you know, lost lost sheep, lost coin, lost people. Mm-hmm. And um, it says, you know, never before, the line is like, never before had, had it been taught that you have intrinsic value to God. Mm-hmm. It's always been transactional. It's mm-hmm. always... You gotta you gotta do this thing and then you get it mm-hmm. right. You you have to pay this price and then you get it. Mm-hmm. You you have to make this sacrifice and, and you know mm-hmm. and then you can earn it maybe mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then you then you earn like that worthiness. But never before had it been taught value just just value in you already. Just intrinsically, right? Right? Yeah. That's I mean the 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 idea of Jesus being a shepherd and us being a sheep. I mean, you ever met a shepherd that doesn't really care about their sheep? Mm. Of course, these days, maybe. But maybe. It's been commercialized to the point that it's a large, you know, uh, <laughs> li- like rearing livestock has even lost its meaning because, you know, it's not an individual who cares for the right. livestock. Right. It's a family that does. It's a corporation um, that sees them just as disposable as they do the workers. Uh, here's, uh, we're looking at you, Congress. Oh, Congress. what's oh, back to that? Oh, another year. You know, you just have the decency to give the money back. Golly. So. Wow, we'll just let that uh, let that jab you know sink in, and Happy Caleb twist the knife there. I'm twisting, mm. I'm speaking, I'm wow, like, yeah. there it is. So, you know, but that's and you know that's so, also something yeah. important as a young adult and as a minister. Sometimes you get one of the issues that the clergy have, and I have it myself, is that we we have to be there for others so much that sometimes it's hard to be with ourselves mm-hmm. and. Same we way. have to, we have these things that we tell other people, but the thing about it is, when we are struggling the most is when we also have to believe it, mm-hmm. and we have to live as if we believe it, mm-hmm. and when we don't, and when we fall out of that, we have to be aware of that, because there are plenty of times when one... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. I'm, no. I'm never there. I'm not really what talking you, about it. No. I'm talking to the wall here. Um, there are plenty of times yeah. when a person who is called to go out and, and preach that God loves you just as you are looks in the mirror and doesn't really believe it. Mm. It's because they don't... Time to spend some time with Jesus. It is. Mm-hmm. And time to remember what Jesus said is the, the sum of everything. Love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, uh, as the great theologian RuPaul once said, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Preach. God. Yeah. Self-loathing is something that we pump into our society, not just in very obvious moments like um, 
LGBT people or people um, with um, physical disabilities or, or mm. mental or intellectual issues. We do it to everyone. We convince you that um, only beautiful people are worth loving, and they convince you that you're ugly, and the thing that'll make you beautiful is if you buy all our stuff. Because you can't control somebody who loves themselves and is really free. You can't convince them that they need the thing that you're selling. Some of that starts at the top, right? Of course it does. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even know that it's that like consciously yeah. nefarious. Right. Because the thing is, the people who come up with these ideas are trapped in the same stuff. Right. They like these ideas and they like all their money because they like having all these things that they make them more valuable. They're part of that system. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're just as trapped by it as anyone else is. So, part of the gospel is learning how to let go of that stuff. Jesus had almost nothing and was truly free. Let go. And let God. And let God, as the as the phrase goes. Mm. Um, so... So your context of ministry is, um, is now is moving forward into this realm of campus and young adult ministry in Raleigh, mm-hmm. um, primarily at NC State. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things that you're really excited about with NC State and, and with that ministry? What's the thing that gets you real fired up? I mean, other than like, I mean, obviously we've talked about telling, you know, college students about Jesus and helping alleviate yeah. some anxiety and stress. And, and so, like, yeah, what's what's firing you up well, about, so about that far, ministry? I have determined is mm-hmm. that, by and large, there are sort of a couple of, there's, like, kind of two, two overall uh, ways that, in order to process everything, I've kind of um, sorted things, right? So I put my sorting hat on. And there are a lot Harry of, Potter reference for Harry you Potter folks. Reference, yeah, for you. Right. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I always thought I was a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Interesting. I think I'm just a Ravenclaw with an attitude problem. My students um, t- tell me I'm a Hufflepuff. They are absolutely right. <laughs> like a kind of a pushover, but like slightly in, like uh, pretends to be intellectual. Oh, oh darling, I just <laughs> love going helpful. Yes. Yeah. They're just they're just nice people. They're the golden they're retrievers. They're just of the Harry gold. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. Continue. Um, so, is there two kind of two sort of groups that I'm sort of sorting everything into? Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah. is uh, students who seem to know an awful lot about the Bible, yeah, um, or know a lot of stuff that kind of is in it. Sure. And that is a big chip on their shoulder. Say more. Uh, well, it's just been used in uh, ways that hurt them or make them uh, think very poorly about other people. It generates a lot of anxiety. And I'm not even just talking about like people who are like queer people who are like struggling with their sexuality. So yeah. I'm talking about like somebody just wants to be in the world and would not be a hateful person. I'm talking right. about somebody who wants to be in the world and, and not believe that literally uh, most people you meet and most people who have existed uh, were created only to be thrown in hell forever. Mm. Um, that's where the, a lot of like that kind of person's coming from. And yeah. the other one is like. Um, knows almost nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And they've been going to church their whole lives and just don't know anything about it. Uh, or they've never really done a lot of stuff with Christianity and they just don't know anything about it. Sure. And so it's a really... A lot of people see a challenge there. Because it's How do you see an it? assumption. I see it as a glittering pile of opportunity. Absolutely. Amen. Like, what a, where else do you get what? that intersection Absolutely. of people? Yeah. And it's just like... How f- it's fun. And let me tell you something. A lot of times it's easier to just teach someone something the first time rather than have to walk with them to unlearn something and then relearn something in a healthier way. But the thing is, I'm happy to do either one. So you get the deconstruction and the reconstruction Absolutely. in the it's same... Very, it's very... All like, at once. Like 
was. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to hit you in the beginning with this absolutely. lament, and yeah. then we're going to see how That's good right. God is. And it's a, it's yeah. a lot of it is an exercise of letting go of preconceived notions, whether or not you know a lot about it or you don't. Right. Because the thing is, people that don't know a lot about it do still have some preconceived notions, and seeing what's actually there. Which often itself, like learning the Bible, learning about church history, learning about um, you know sacraments and theology and stuff like that, in a great many ways, is about letting go of what you expect to find there and seeing what's actually there. Which really interestingly mirrors the spiritual journey a lot of people have to do within themselves. Mm. Letting go of everything everyone told you was supposed to be there and, and looking finally for what is actually there. And so when you think about exploring these different parts of church life um, and sort of the, the Christian path and you see that as kind of your own parallel journey, it'll resonate with you all the more deeply, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moses was afraid of public speaking. Right. Literally just straight up ask God one point, I really don't want to do this. Can you find somebody else? Yeah. Who, who the hell doesn't relate to that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like at some point yeah. in life. Um, and, no. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, I actually just killed a guy. So are you sure, like, uh, are you sure it's me that you want, God? Right. At that point, uh, I've probably been like, you killed somebody? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Team captain. Um, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you know, it's like, I mean, but you can't look at the <laughs> yeah. Bible and right. look at the stories in it as like people experiencing yeah. the divine and yeah. then writing it down, then you're not going to relate to it. Right. You're going to miss those elements. You're going to miss Jesus saying, take up your cross and follow me. And then when Jesus takes up his cross, he falls down three times and someone else has to help him carry it. Right. Mm-hmm. If Jesus can't bear it all alone, you sure can't. So yeah, I mean, and and also like yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's like getting it's, yeah, like we were talking I, about earlier with with like introducing students to look look at some of this other stuff that's in the Bible, yeah. like sex, oh yeah, what uh, kind of stuff like, like or like have you ever interpreted the Bible through queer eyes? Yeah, you know, and right. saw uh, it's been, like the story of Joseph as like. Like a coming out story. Absolutely. Right? You could even, and I'm going to be real radical here. You could look at bring Jesus, it. Jesus bring as it. a coming out story. Because yeah, if the, bring as it. a queer person, when I read the Bible, Jesus is going around constantly telling people who he is, and even his own friends don't understand. Mm. And then you get the transfiguration where he appears uh, as this, this divinity that people don't understand, that this, this aspect of him that people don't get, and the religious leaders hate, and the government leaders are afraid of, mm. and he shows up in front of his friends, and they have no clue what to do with it. Yeah, Peter, classic example of yeah. not Let knowing how to handle it. Yeah, let me try to see this glorious thing about you and treat it just like everything else. No, honey, Jesus was queer. Queer in the sense of not normal. And... Embodying all of humanity. That that should be so like conceptually right. so liberating for a queer person. But how often does that get preached in Almost church? Almost never. never. Because here's what happens, and no right. one says that. And then when someone does, all anyone hears is, uh, so you think Jesus was gay. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why I spent all that time saying it. Yes. Because I really was just saying Jesus was gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, come on. You know John, the beloved disciple. Exactly. Yeah, well, right. they immediately want to take it to that, which yeah. tells you more right. about how people like that think sure. about queer people. Right. 
yeah. than it does anything else. Reduces, it reduces them to sex. What about the strike people all the time? Seriously, it's homophobia. Yeah. You know, like yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so introducing introducing some students to some different ways of yeah, but, but thinking I think about, about it as mm-hmm. uh, you're not inducting them into some kind of institution. What the institution that comes from an experience. Yes. So yes. what I am really doing is it's kind of like uh, trying to get two friends of yours to get to know each other. And I'm the common friend. And then eventually they can hang out on their own without me being there. <laughs> right? You don't, uh, you don't need me as your uh, Jesus chaperone anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, let, me, let me introduce you. So, yeah. Incarnational relational yeah. ministry, right? Yeah. Because if I'm like, you know. Heck yeah. God is really here, present, and cares. Uh... My goal is to get to a certain point where you just believe that without me having to say it all the time because you have experienced it. Right? Right. The leap of faith that I ask people to take is not just, you know, believe this thing that you haven't experienced. It is the leap of faith I always ask people to take is would you just consider that there is something more to life and that that something more is within you and comes from this. And I bet if you just opened yourself up to the possibility and like took a day and put your God glasses on, you would start thinking about life and yourself very differently. Mm-hmm. That is asking people to uh, perform some kind of experiment, not buy wholesale into something that they don't believe in. That. We ain't selling the church. No. We're 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 introducing you. I am introducing you mm. to something that is so beautiful and has always been, always is, and always will be. And when I'm introducing people to Jesus, I'm introducing them to someone who, as Jesus himself describes himself, is a friend, first and foremost. But when you follow Jesus, what it means to be a friend looks totally different. That feels like we should end there. Let's do it. Because I don't know where we go from there. Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, where can where can people find you? Uh, I guess on... Oh, yeah. Um, they can look yeah. up. Uh, it's uh, yeah-raleigh.org. You go Absolutely. to our website. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Facebook group for the Episcopal Campus Ministry Raleigh. And um, we are also on Instagram. And all that stuff is all linked up together. Check it out. You mentioned yeah, the Yeah app um, yeah. in our in our closing. Yeah. We've been we've been plugging that. Yeah. And so uh, if you haven't if you haven't introduced yourself to the Yeah. App. How do you spell that? Y E A H, which is yeah. the proper way to say yeah. Because yeah. Y E A H. Young. Young. Yeah. Yay. 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 <laughs> like yay or nay. Or like yay or nay. Yeah. So uh, young, um, young Episcopal adult hubs yeah. is what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And it's a tool to it's introduce an instrument. An instrument 
a means yeah. to an end, and the end being uh, getting to know God, and then also literally yes. getting to know people in your area. and maybe having some community. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, come experience some belonging through meeting these people who also mm. might share some convictions and values. Um, it's or a really nice way. Uh, to put into practice the idea that you're not actually alone in this world, you just think you are. Mm. So uh, make a step to try to not be so isolated alone. Right. Yeah, we can't overcome a lot of things in this world, but we can't overcome isolation, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah, so yeah, the Yeah app, um, especially if you're a young adult and you're looking to connect, mm. check it out. You can download it on the App Store, and you can... You can look up uh, different areas that you're in. So if you're listening to this and you're in North Carolina and say, for instance, you are in Greensboro, yeah, you can see, oh, who, what's in the area? What's happening? Oh, St. Mary's House. They have a young adult group. Like, yeah. check it out. Yeah. Might find some community there. Ave Maria. Ave Maria. Thank you. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. All right. This has been fun, um, and we are signing off, and as always, thanks for listening.